What's happening? Welcome to the first season of Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I'm your host, Yomi Shode. And this season, we will be focusing on what it means to be black, British and a poet or spoken word artist. If you're interested in getting a greater insight into the journeys of some of your faves, then join us and keep listening. Saying that, if you do like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, we're back in for part two of our conversation with Zena Edwards and Eclipse. I've got a few things to comment on about the whole thing about the page poet. Go for it. I just think that's a, mis- a misnomer as an argument. I think it keeps the conversation going. Um, that doesn't need to happen. I think it's got a lot to do with the kind of like old archaic ways about the, the publishing world being you know, predominantly driven and dominated by white maleness. And, uh, you know, so if you think about like the old school poets like Shakespeare and Keats and Yeats and all of those um, and um, William Blake, all of those, not saying their poetry wasn't monumental, but it was all very much part of a kind of colonial drive. And anything outside Mm. of that, anything outside of that was considered primitive and primitive in terms of like it being all history and all history having less value, which means it's mm. primitive. And that's when you get into a hierarchy, um, a hierarchy um, that perpetuates a colonial narrative as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That anything that's oral uh, is less than, and everything that is written down is much more intellectual, it's of a higher, more prestige position, uh, which is obviously mm. a nonsense because people have been writing poetry or speaking poetry since human beings could put, handprints on a wall, you know, mm. in caves somewhere. Mm. That, that was their poetry. Mm. That was their storytelling. Mm. You know, so mm. we've been doing it since time immemorial if we want to talk about writing. But storytelling through the verbal, it, it um, I'm going to try not to keep going. I know I go on, but that's because I've got so no, much to say. you go, go, go. <laughs> like, this is poetry, <laughs> poetry through the verbal, it taps into another part of our human psyche, Right. Uh, it taps mm. into another part of our of our ability to listen and get lost in our imagination and get lost mm. in what it means to be human on a much more metaphysical level as opposed mm. to like reading on the page. Don't get me wrong. I love reading poetry on the page because I think the page is a performance space in its own right and it's definitely a skill to write in yeah. on the page. But that doesn't mean that is real poetry. It just means it's a different skill. Right, yeah. but the skill of performing, of holding people, talking about a life experience, or uh, that that is relatable, that that um, is like the the voice for the people who can't, who don't get to speak. I think that's a crucial something that has to happen as well. And the whole thing of being able to say the man's them, that's a short code for a particular group of people. And if you're interested, you will find out what that means. If you're not interested, mm-hmm. you're going to separate and, and put it in a hierarchy. Right. Yeah. So, but, but say the man's them, say it because it's a, it's a, it's a code. It's, and it's got its own poetry in it. Um, yeah. And I think if you're interested, you'll go and find out rather than, put it into a stereotype of, oh, it's just the angry black man thing, which is part mm-hmm. of a whole other colonial narrative that there's no point in going into right now because we're here just to, to heal people's souls, man, and uplift people. There's no point in going into mm-hmm. it in my, in my mind. So um, 
yeah, that's my rant. I listen. Well, <laughs> my sound effects, man. I'll make those things there. And it's a fair rant, man. It's fair. Mm-hmm. And like, I even if we, if we, if we was to kind of stick to just well, man's then we we'll just move on from there and just commute to, and just language. I've been I've been exploring language with everyone that I've been talking to, and it's been fun and it's been tense and it's just been like everywhere because language is important. Language is important. Like clips when you released East Man a Man, I was there even before I heard the tune. <laughs> I was I was absolutely there. Language is important. It's owned. If it, if it speaks to the community it needs to speak to, then it will be received how the artist would want it to be received. And I think that there's something in language that's important. And I think it's something that I'm now wearing with so much pride because at one point I was nervous in terms of just like, what if I really want to use my language in a way that I want to use my language? Mm-hmm. Will I be accepted? And that was a constant anxiety that I had for a very long time. Even when I was making the music and when I stopped making music and I moved to theatre and what have you, this has been something that's continuously followed me. And I was, again, in previous conversations, I'm talking about, boy, I remember when I even put down Yoruba. Because mm. I put down a Yoruba hardcore on a page mm. and it was submitted and it was in a magazine. I was just like, even before the point of it even making a magazine, I was thinking, boy, if I put this down, what what I was shook, bro. I was like, what's gonna happen? And then in comes this new way now of thinking, I don't know, I no longer want to italicize when I'm writing in mm. my mother tongue because I don't italicize the English language anyway. So why do I have to other my language, a language that is important and and, and a priority to me? And this is something else that I'm exploring at the moment in terms of my just my process as a writer, my process as a thinker, and in whatever ways I want that that piece of work to take shape, whether it is in music or otherwise. Yeah. What is your relationship with language um, at the points in your career now? And has it shifted over time? Were you like me at one point? Um, were you not? As Have you always been in a core of like, nope, language is important to me. This is going to be my drive throughout my career throughout my work so yeah what's language been like for you uh, i would say that i did struggle like, especially when i first jumped into the music thing like obviously i've come from poetry so man already knows words that the man them don't know <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like, like when i was 12 years old like the the brothers that i'm chilling around like i have a wider scope of vocabulary than a lot of the man I'm sharing these mad experiences with. You get me? Mm. So when it was me doing the Gram MC thing, like, I'm, I'm like, bruv, I'm, I'm trying to, like, the thing I'm, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to write this in a way that no one's ever heard before, but at mm. the same time, that's not the norm. You mm. get me? These times when I got these bars, like, when I say things like that, like, you get me? But that's not, that's not, that's not, how, I, that's not how I write. Like, the way I've been yeah, trained yeah. to write is to be, as innovative as possible. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, I'm trying to be as far removed from the cliche as I possibly can. Like, that mm-hmm. was my goal as a poet. You get mm-hmm. me? In terms of anytime I'm writing something, I'm like, bruv, how cliche is this? Even is, is this even a personal cliche, let alone mm-hmm. how cliche is it to the world? You know what I'm saying? So, when, I came, when it came to the MCing thing, that's a whole different, there's a whole different rule book, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, fully, fully. at those times where the worlds weren't as merged. 
You get mm. me? It was a whole different rule book. So I was, it took me a while to be comfortable enough to be myself in, mm. in that scene. Um, but now, that's almost like my USP. You get me? Like, <laughs> people come to me like, yo, bro, like, the things you're writing, fam, or you get me? Like, fam, I was listening to the words and I was like, wait, hold on. Is that what man said? Let me mm. take that back. You get mm. me? But that's just because I, I, I realised that there's strength in me being who, I'm, who I am, you get me? Mm. And um, recently I did a project um, with um, Empire Strats Back and it was like in remembrance of Ty, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed last year. And one thing you always said to me is like, bruv, just do you. You get yeah. me? Like whenever you're rapping, just do you, bro. Like just do your thing and be you and express that. And that's all. Any, you only got to worry about what anyone perceives it to be. Mm. And with the tune that I ended up doing, like that's really what I tried to do. And that's kind of like the, like, that's like my spine in this thing. Hmm. Like if I express myself through the language that I want to, like, that's the perfect representation of me because only I speak and write like I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you know? Language for me, what I love about poetry is that I don't have to put words in any order that makes sense to anyone else if I don't want to. I want to, I need to, if, 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 cause for me, that's the, that's the great thing about poetry is that our minds are hardwired to make sense of things. Yeah. Right. So you can put a string of words together and uh, as a free association, that's why like when it comes to like hip hop and rappers who do freestyle, you know, you've got rappers who just, who, who do that. Like who's, who's, who's killing it for me right about now. Who's a, a poet and, um, Isaiah Hull. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Hull has got some incredible, like some free, free association, but then it's mm-hmm. kind of got a rap style to it, gram style to it, but he's also on a poetic level. The free association is incredible, but our, the human being is wired to make sense of things and to create stories. So we, we actually do the work of filling in the gaps to make yeah. the story make sense. And that's why language to me, well, poetry for me is so exciting because I don't necessarily have to understand every single word in the order that it was put in. But if I can understand the sound, like the nuance of it through the sonically, the sound, uh, join the dots of what I think, what my rough meaning, rough understanding of the meaning of each of those words it will resonate with me somehow for my own personal experience. I, my personal experience, my life experience will make sense of that story. The person looks, looks like me and is saying things that kind of, kind of resonate in my community Then I'm also going to understand where they're coming from. But I don't have to understand every single thing that they're saying. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that's what makes you want to go and listen to the poet, poet more, read more of their work and stuff like that because you want to go back and say, I just want to hear that again because I'm sure I missed something. I'm sure I missed something. Mm. Um, so for me also, like just, just listening to what you're saying, you've said it a couple of times now about how, um, feeling like you need to fit in. I'm like, this, this is an industry talk. Sometimes you just have to go and check out the lay of the land of the industry and make sure you want to be a part of it anyway. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing, right? Mm -hmm. And whether or not you should go away and create your own which is what a lot of poets were doing is going away and creating their own spaces, which I think is important. You, you have to have a little incubation pod for you to just nurture yourself and cultivate yourself and stuff like that. That has to happen anyway. I, go ahead. Go there's ahead. something like, there's such a, that's such an important point that you raised there. Like I think Zina, you mentioned 
at the point of the highbrow type of mainstream poetry scene at the time, if you uh, that that you probably couldn't access at that time, you created your own. You know, yeah. um, um, Eclipse. Same thing with you in terms of just like you was in Malika's poetry kitchen from like. 11 just mm. what i mean um, um and as a member of kitchen now i even see how fruitful that has been for me as a writer mm. over time there's something here about community and going back just going back straight to your point um um Zeno, about boy you need to find out the lay of the land to even know if it's that's something that you even want to be in but i kind of i feel like if there's a community if there's a community that you already know you belong to a certain to a certain degree, then anything that anyone else can try to offer you to be like, you know what, I'm actually learning all I need to learn from from here. You can't sell me this because I know how I've been raised in within this community to have my own integrity and my own principle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there might be writers out there that don't necessarily have a community to that they belong to, so to speak. So they're in this isolated bubble of trying to um, make it some way, somehow, and they're trying to adapt either in sound or in 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 what they stand for and almost to a cert- t- certain degree turning down everything that we've spoken about already, turning down the language, mm. turning down what they believe in, turning down what really matters to them, what they're going through on road or whatever it is, or going through in exams or going through in X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and trying to fit the aesthetic of what they think the poetry realm is about or what have you. And I guess how important, and I say that to say, how important is community and support for you as writers, for you to actually believe in yourself enough and if you had no community, for example, or no support, how do you think you would have maneuvered this, just this landscape with music or knowing that music is a key part of what you do? Um, for me, community is imperative, bro. Like, like, one thing that I took from the poetry world that was absent in the, in, in, uh, the gram scene at my age group, I'm not going to talk about the, the olders, but in my age group particularly, like, is that there's not much community, especially in East London. You get me? Like, like man of beef in more time. <laughs> you get me? But in, in, in kitchen and in the poetry world, amongst the, the black community, obviously, Xena, uh, Charlie Dark, as she mentioned earlier, like, these people are like my olders. These people are my uncles and aunties. That's how I view these people because these lot showed me what the importance of community is. You get me? There's nowhere in the black poetry community that I wasn't welcomed into when I was very much active in it with my mum. You get mm-hmm. me? People, people looked after me. You get me? People showed me love and that's what made me feel comfortable enough to even want to be a poet. You get me? As a young black boy at that age with very few peers that were my age. You get me? But when I moved into the musical realm, well, obviously like, like the culture of hip hop is like there's elements of battling, there's elements of you get me like like we're saying we're talking about men that are struggling with things in their life or you know yeah. coming from situations such as road and this that and the third and there's a level of combat that comes with that. But as I've got older and once again settled more into being myself, the Lucy's uh, project that I mentioned earlier is a perfect example of that mm-hmm. because it brings all the worlds together in a community. You get me? We're not. I'm not looking at. Caleb uh, as like, oh, rah, bro, yeah, you're a poet and I'm a rapper now. Like, we're just here creating art. You get me? And I'm, I'm listening to what he's got and I'm like, rah, bro, this tune, this tune he's got is crazy. Like, with, yeah, bro, and like, he's listening to my thing and you get me? He's liking it as well or whatever, whatever the weather. Like, and that's just because we're a community. 
So for me, even like right now, I'm in my studio, but I even invested in getting a studio. So in this time, the man didn't have somewhere to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying. Like, like obviously, man's not you know doing mad parties in there. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can, give, <laughs> I can give my brother, I can give my brother the keys, and he has somewhere that he can escape his yard and come and be creative and yeah. you know do his thing. Um, so yeah, like for me, I've realized community is fundamental, especially if we're gonna break down the barriers that I felt existed um, when I was just trying to do my thing and just express myself. As community supporter, do you feel you felt like you've had a community? S- support Zine in terms of your own career growing through like just the scene to, to this point now I'll be straight up I mean I, it's it's been tricky for me I've always been a little bit of an outsider anyway like you know I like mm. to I like to roll independently you know I, I don't really do groups and niches and I, I don't really do that to be quite honest because um I find even within those there's a certain sound that is acceptable that's just, it's just that's just my thing I prefer to move Maybe. quite independently and and like I said my influences are global because I've had I was mm. blessed that my work was taking me internationally and I really absorbed those spaces when I went there and so my work was always shaped by um, my travels, very much shaped by yeah. my travels. Um, if I could show you all the instruments I've got that I've collected from all around the world, then you kind of know, you'd see me a little bit more. Um, but the only thing that I found a little bit, if I'm going to be honest, problematic with the spoken word scene that was not in um, the mainstream or what was considered, you know, the, the, the more literary kind of... Um, circles was that it's quite London centric. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's communities, there's people doing poets, like badass poets that are outside in the regions, man, that we don't get to see and we don't get to hear and the work we don't know about. Um, that's why, like I mentioned, Isaiah Hull, he's like up in Manchester. Um, but there's poets all over from, you know, diverse poets from all over, all up and down the country that could really do with being part of a the community and, the, the spoken word scene and the literary scene, and it's something that the literary scene is becoming much more well aware of. But even around like funding, like the Arts Council is very aware of that a lot of the money comes to London. There's a lot of London-centric mm. development here, and there's not a lot of opportunities in the regions, which is why working with organisations like Apples, who did so much work out in the region so that people could have a, could develop the spoken word scenes out there and develop their communities and have workshops and everything happening outside of London. Um, and I think the importance of that is that, of knowing these guys um, and, and, and you know, knowing these poets that are out there is that the community is all of us, particularly if mm. we are having to battle against an established, um, mm. an established kind of uh, literary machine so I think, you know, we have to be working with them as well. And also like our brothers and sisters outside in, in, in other parts of the world as well. This is a global thing, you know. There's a, before, um, before Slam came in, which is an American import into the UK, right? That's another thing I always want to say. It's American mm-hmm. import. They were doing it in the <laughs> 80s. It, it landed here <laughs> in the 90s, right? And that's what bust open the scene. That's what bust open the spoken word scene. And I think we found our voice through the 90s with, with, with the Love Jones and that kind of stuff. But it was like when the slam hit, uh, when the slam hit, hit, hit here, 
there it became well not just Love Jones also what's the other one Slam with um, um, Slam Saul Williams Saul Williams so these kind of they're all imports that gave us permission in the UK to be a little bit more like you know what do you know what? Well, I'm breaking these shackles. Yeah. I'm breaking these. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so I think when we talk about belonging somewhere and feeling like you need to fit in, like I said, lay, check the lay of the land, make sure you know you want to be a part of it, A. And two, mm-hmm. define what success is for you because I think trying to get into these places, into these established spaces, was about this is what you have to do to be a successful poet. And so, what is success? Mm. Is success yeah. mm. getting paid? Is success being published multiple times? Is success being in an advert or being in a, you know, like what, what's success for you as an author, mm. as someone who, for me, who's a social commenter, commentator, you know, the, a, a cultural producer, a person who's carrying the stories of vessels, who's carrying the stories of our people. What does success mean for you? When I say our people, I mean the people. You know, what is success yeah. For you, you know, and 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 it was when I made those definitions, decided I was going to sit down and define what that was for me. Community mattered, yes, but it also kind of had to take a back seat because I had to roll with an expansiveness in my mind that I couldn't do if I belonged to one group. Do you know what I'm saying? And and that was for me. That was my experience. And and even I've known that even if you're part of a specific collective or group, you can also sound the same as well, which you run the risk of as well. Because yeah. everybody's writing together. So if you're writing together, you might sound the same as well to a certain mm. degree. Um, mm. I want to geek out a little bit because sometimes I've heard you, Zina, and you break into song, yeah? And then you bring it right back to um to 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 just going through your poems and you speak and then just like kind of just reading your poems and i'm like that takes confidence it's a confidence to just be like all right cool i might just kind of me if i dare to sing later you'll be running out this whole entire <laughs> conversation like, Yo, man, stop the noise stop the noise but whether you're whether you're working with a loop pedal whether you know, um, um, I listen to a lot of Dilla from time to times, um, as well as like Alchemist, and there'll be certain producers that don't even use a kick or a snare. Mm-hmm. They're just working with like samples or synths or mm-hmm. something, just something just riding. And then you just having rappers just doing what they're doing when there's no nice. kicks, there's mm-hmm. no, there's nothing. You, you, mm-hmm. you just, you're just ambience. That's all you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about that kind of, transition for artists to just be like no i don't need these in i don't need these kind of essential things in order for me to make music with my voice Mm. and i think even if i'm listening to a clips if he's doing a cappella, for example there might be it might get musical you might slow it down or or in a sense that zina you might kind of break into song and you're singing Mm. how do you get into them zones like how do you decide to utilize music with voice and just be like I, cool this is what I'm going to do with this part of this section this is how I'm going to work through this entire thing and I don't need no band but I'm going to make mm. music on this stage mm-hmm. how do you geek out I want to know about these geeky moments that you look have man like talk to me about them excited there must be a moment that you like you're like yeah this is what I'm going to do and you execute it eh? and then you're just like what did I just do that <laughs> talk to me about these geeky moments when you work with music like this what's it been like I want to know I just want to know examples man well I, I know for me right look the one thing that I found that liberated me 
was I was doing my my first one woman show security and I was had a director and I got some advice from Soweto Kinchi's dad, Don. And he said to me, you need to Imagine surrender your that. ego. You had to, Don Kinch, you had to surrender your ego to your, the story. Surrender your ego to the character. You don't matter. You don't matter. It's the story that matters, right? right. And the moment I got that, I was liberated uh, because I, I knew I could do this singing thing and I knew I had this love for words and poetry. And when I'm telling the story, if at the moment the story or the character or the moment or the mood, but particularly a, a point in the story told me, you need to sing this bit now, then I would just do it. Mm. Because it was the story that told me to do that. If you, you allow yourself to become a channel for the story, then the story does that. And you, you, you have to humble yourself to the story. It's not about mm. you anymore when you're on the stage. Mm. It's not about you. It's about the, the, the story that needs to be told, the, the upliftment or the healing or the enlightenment that needs to come through this piece of work that you're delivering, which comes through you. And I talk a lot about work coming through me as opposed to it belongs to me, it's mine, and now here I'm just yeah. putting it out. It's, it comes through you. Wow. So for me, so after a while, it became easy and my my nerves just disappeared. And because I'm about creating community moments, in that moment, we are sharing this story. It's not me up on stage Mm -hmm. and then you clap and then you clap me. And then, no, I'm just a vehicle through which I can create this community moment and share this nugget of, of, of what I know and understand of the world that I know you can relate to on a Mm -hmm. human level. Eclipse, what's, what's, what's these moments? Is it, is it, is it a similar thing that happens? Like if you just, just, you just kick off because it's the spirit for the most part, you just, just kind of mm. just kicked into gears. You're like, this is now, it's, it's beyond me. This is just what I'm yeah. going to do now on this tune. Um, yeah. Like, okay. So there's two, there's two ways it kind of happens to me. So for me in, in the creation element, yeah. Like when I first used to go to studio, I started going to studio when I was, like on my own accord, I started going to the studio when I was 14, yeah, 15, mm. I think. Yeah. And I used to go to my brother Shemzi's yard and uh we just record in his room, innit? And I'd pay him I'd pay him like five an hour, something cheap like that. He was mm. sorting me out, you get me? <laughs> but I was doing it like at the same time, I'm 15, bro. Like I ain't got money like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not doing madness for dough. So I'm just like, all right, cool, let me give this a go. And I'm rushing songs. Mm. get me I'm there I've got a three hour session giving him 15 pound and I'm trying to do six tunes innit I'm trying to do like like <laughs> half an hour a tune you get me but as I've got older and I've been fortunate fortunate enough to meet like some of the real good people in my life that have facilitated me and supported me yeah. like like man would be like come students bro yeah yeah just chill and that freedom when I first got that and it was like right okay cool I can spend as many hours as I want on this tune Man, just go in the booth and do madness, bro. Like, I listen to the tune. Sometimes I don't even write. Like, you get me? Sometimes I might not even have completed the verse. Or sometimes it'll be like, oh, let me jump on the mic and just give layers yeah. to this thing. You get me? And that, when you just open yourself up to, like, for me anyway, I'm just responding to the musicality of the beat. And mm-hmm. now I've started making beats. Sometimes the process is slightly different. Mm-hmm. You get me? Now it's a bit more like, I might feel that feeling while I'm making the beat. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I need to get on the mic now. To get me and just feel this out. And um, the second moment is when I'm on the stage or I've got a tune running 
even when I'm doing it a cappella, brother, like, like, like I was even said, like, man, sharing the space and it, man, share, this is, this is us right now. Yeah. You get me? So man's feeling the energy and that's what I'm really missing right now. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even mm-hmm. realize I'm missing, like, how I'm missing mm-hmm. it. Um, at the moment. But that sharing, it doesn't feel the same. Like when I'm listening to my tunes on my own, I don't get twisted. I'll be like, like the process is like, yeah, I'm in creation mode. Oh yeah, this is hard. Or I don't like this. So I need to change this. Yeah, that's cool. But mm-hmm. when I'm in a space sharing and I'm delivering it in that moment, like that moment, that moment's only happening once. Mm. You get me? No matter how many times I perform the tune, all of those single single moments, they all happen once. It's mm. never the same. Like, you get yeah. me? Whether it yeah. be the space that I'm in, whether it be the fact that this time my DJ said, I'm going to cut the beat here, and he just did it in that moment, and I just followed through, and he never brought the beat back, so I'm just here doing the verse a cappella yeah. or whatever. Whether he's slapped in the next beat, whatever's happening in that moment is happening solely in that, in that moment, moment yeah. in that space with those people there, in it? So I, I never really go in with a plan. Yeah. Like, I kind of, I listen to the tunes that I've got or the bars that I know I want to do, like, obviously to make sure that man's got them and I've got them tight. Mm-hmm. But when I go up on the, when I go up on the stage, if I'm honest, there's not really much of a plan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of go with it. Like, if I know I've got four tunes to perform or five tunes to perform, I'll get eight ready in my head. Yeah. And then we'll see what ones come out. I am. Um, just have the moment. I remember I was in a car one time with my boy. I was driving and um, fella, that was the playlist I was just doing was doing and and a um, fella Kuti song came on, and it was just like a, a moment where it's just the the instruments and the music was playing and 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 my boy was just like, but he's not saying anything, Dad. Mm. <laughs> he's, like, mm-hmm. he's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And then it sat with me for a minute. No, it wasn't a bad comment. It's like he was speaking the truth. There was no, yeah. it, it, like you know, fella coming in and out do his thing, big mm. band moment, and then it just goes, then it's just cruising again, it just goes. Mm. And again, I just say that to say, like, it's, it's it was something that I thought about afterwards, like, you know, these songs, we're talking songs that are like 15, 20 minutes long. We're talking mm. songs, ain't no songs that's like three minutes or, or two minutes. We're talking songs that are really letting time and space to breathe, right? Mm. And I think it speaks to everything that you have both just touched on in a sense of like, if if what was already scheduled at 10 minutes needs to go to 20 because there's a calling for it, there's a feeling for it on that stage for it to go to that, then this is just what's going to happen because the artist has to kind of allow this space to allow everything that needs to come out of that moment, that feeling, that expression, that emotion actually happened in that time. And and the more I talk about it, the more I'm actually missing performing on stage also because there's a, there's a healing. There's a lot of healing that needs to happen right now. Mm. And I think we're missing that through reading and performance mm. and, and, and just the live setting of audience mm. participation and interaction. Um, what is, what's on, what's on your, what's on your bookshelves? What's on your bookshelves at the moment? What is, like, is, I, I, will, I, will, I will actually, I'll open the floor and be like, bookshelf or playlist? What is, what is, if you have an option, the VIP things out in these streets, do you know what I mean? So what is, because we're touching on music also, what is either on your bookshelf or your playlist? On my playlist Ooh. is Jasmine Sullivan's Oi. Yeah. And that in itself is a story, that EP. That actually is like a, it feels like an album, but it's an EP. But that in itself is a story in, 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 
the interludes in the songs and everything else. Up, everything. Like that. It's Songwriting, a, everything. Like she's, she's just opening it up and everything. I just feel the honesty. You yeah. get me? And I don't, I find that, like we're saying, when we're talking about industries, you get me? Sometimes that's, that's a miss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that just raw honesty where it's like, I don't care who perceives this in whatever way they perceive this. This is what I chose to write today. Yeah. 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 I'm just loving that from, from that project, man. Incredible so, body of work. Yeah. That's that's really nice to hear because, like, for me, this this is this feels like a, a throwback to like concept albums, that albums have uh-huh. stories all the way through. There's there's like mm. a there's no no it's not about cramming twenty three tracks onto a CD anymore. It's like mm-hmm. what's the story of all the way through? It just reminds me of like my first experience as a young as a young woman like listening to music, like listening to Funkadelic Parliament. They used to have that like, concept albums all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Hear My Dear, I think is um, one of um, Marvin Gaye used to do those albums. So there's, there's no breaks in between. It's all pure, pure, pure links. So it's all, it's like entire mood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so Parliament, I used to listen to for that. Um, but right now, um, to be honest with you, I'm 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 in deep study in in astrology and tarot. So my oh, books, right. my bookshelf is my bookshelf is full of like archetypes, psychology, and Jung and dreams and tarot work and um, yeah and astrology, esotericism, ancient mysticism, hermeticism. Wow. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking at right now because um, I think we're reaching this age now where we have to look at the spiritual self a lot more our soul selves um and it's really influencing my creativity i think creativity uh, the art of poetry the, the craft of poem and the acts of being in the writing a poem is is spell making man we're we're making we create we conjure worlds in front of people mm. so it's a it's, it's a bit like spell making so for me i think that the, that was been the one thing that was a little bit missing for me when i was in when i've been in the industry is that kind of more soulful aspect mm-hmm. you know like how am i touching people's soul and not just about you know getting paid or everybody having a good yeah, time yeah. and getting claps and stuff it's like how am i reaching mm-hmm. people and touching and moving their worlds you know yeah um, and i think so that's yeah. kind of what's on my bookshelf right now <laughs> No, that's beautiful. And I think one thing that, um, again, has been explored is process. It's it's almost like, yep, you got all these books that are looking into astrology and tarot and everything. But when it's time for you to make sense of everything that you've been reading, mm. you're going to take us on such a journey that we're just going to be sat here just ready for, or not. Or it could be something that you decide to kind of just keep for yourself. Because as artists, we mm. give so much to to the masses that sometimes something just needs to be kept for ourselves for our own growth well, and what have you and how we continue to go forward yeah but I'll be honest with you it's not something I want to keep to myself because I think just the time that we're in right now just on the level the time that we're in right now we are seeing all of the structures around us they are not they don't work it's all been a con so we all we've got is us is, is mm-hmm. our, and our people and our tribe and our communities so we need to be mm-hmm. able to tune into ourselves as individuals and 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 look at ourselves and and that's why writing is so so good like um so useful um shirley may f- from young identity has been doing a, a, a well young people's well-being workshops mentoring sessions awesome. and i've been been the mentor for that but we're looking at writing mm-hmm. as a tool for well-being specifically um, yeah. and, um, 
by using the, the, the page as a space to process all of our stuff, but being very mindful and being very exacting about it, knowing that this is what this is for. This is what this writing process right now is for my well-being. It's not for anybody else. It's not for performance, for nothing like that. It's not for a commission. This is for me and my well-being and being very um, explicit about that. Um, and I think we're going to need to be do having that self-reflection so that we can like what we see in the mirror and also mm-hmm. that we can fi- have more of a connection with others as well. So mm. um, this whole thing of like finding language and what success means, maybe that's not relevant. Maybe it's just about putting your soul and, and your heart on the page and looking at it and saying, you know what? I'm all right with me. I'm, I'm good with me. I'm enough. I'm, I'm, that means you can be okay with the next person, you know, because um, yeah. everybody's going around saying, I'm good. So this is a time for reflection. This is a deep time for reflection right now um, with the with the lockdown. It's uncomfortable, but it's necessary. I think we all wanted to know, get off the roller coaster ride and get off the merry go round. When's it going to stop? And it stopped. <laughs> so you stop now. <laughs> now what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? What's the next you know, move? What's, yeah. Well, now, now you got forward. what you asked for. What's going to? Yeah. Now what? Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, what I was going to add to that, but sometimes you just need to just let that settle. It's just that kind of thing to just let that settle is a thing of, of course, we've been through that storm, we're still going through it somewhat, but now we're not at, mm. now upon reflection how we're going to move forward from this point. And I think that's a really key thing just to add on to. Um, Clips, have you got, do you have some words to share do you have a poem to share I don't even know when I'm dealing with two musicians I don't know if I'm asking for a poem if I'm asking for like a verse or like a tune I have no idea I'm, but I just like I can give the, you the tune the it's, option is totally up to you if it's gonna like play it through for us just to hear just to I can give, just, you, I can give you the tune uh, us to hear a snippet or what have you just just um, just to hear what you got man this is awesome. I, I can't play it through the computer, can I? While I'm doing this thing. Okay. Um, I'll send you the tune anyway, so you lot can do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just do the, the lyrics a cappella, I guess. Go for it. Um, made in the London city, lost at home, still I zone out deep in the London city. Used to the cold, used to the cold. It'd be that I know. Nah, let me get the lyrics up. I apologise. That's all right. That's, that's, that's why we have editing out in these cold streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dreams already, dreams already pulled out the gun fingers like gameplay. And it's just like, all right, cool. This is, it's like, all right, cool. Like if, if, if we had the, 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 the signals and the air horns, we could have done a wheel up by now. Like, boom. This is, this is, this is, this is how it's set. Um, there we go. Right. Can you not still see me on the Zoom? No, but it doesn't matter though. It's fine. You're still good. Okay. You're still right, good cool. if you want to run with it. All right, cool. Made in a London city. Lost at home. Still I zone out deep in a London city. Prejudice comes. Prejudice goes. It's all I know. Used to the cold. Made in a London city. Still I make London gritty. I'ma take London with me. I wouldn't speak these words if people had options. London streets are paved with gold, so how could we ever have problems? I know at least one, and I call it Johnson. Land full of peas and mind full of nonsense. My English never taught me to be responsible. Just take what you want, you fool. Strike fear and they follow you. Here we die for the Lizzie, but sing no anthem. How could we love and thank them when we know that we're all here at random? Blackface, mad rage, all for the ancestors. Red like blood that the land got served. Took from the motherland and killed any other man that looks like me, so I bang these curbs. And these slangs that work. 
survival mode from when I was birthed, ready to go, but hopefully not in no hearse unless it really be worth it when you lose that certain, that certain, no blacks, no dogs, even if you've earned it. Sometimes I magic like Merlin. I don't rep the Union Jack, but still they'd come leave the Union Jacked. Head to toe in all black. No, that took from us, we learned to take back. All ganged up and stuck up in flaps. And now I hate pork when a man go cafe. Hype like I'm on two pints. And if I go home, they know I'm a London boy. Main in a London city. Lost at home. Still lies on out deep in a London city. Prejudice comes, prejudice goes. It's all I know. Used to cold. Made in a London city. Still I make London gritty. I'm going to take London with me. Awesome. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I hear you. And it's exactly what you're talking about as well. It's almost like it's not, this is on your terms in terms of your writing and how you want to get that across and even in the pace and the musicality of it. It's it's key, man. And I'm just very, very thankful to just explore this with both of you um, today as 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 just inspirations in regards to music and transition and to poetry and back and forth from that. And especially in regards to, right, cool, even if you're not necessarily within the scene, how do you take those poetics in wherever you go? And I feel like poetics is something that is malleable. It can work in a novel in the same way that it can work on a stage, in the same way that it can work on a radio broadcast, for example, or what have you. And, and yeah, we came in with sometimes our, our, our stories need music. And of course it does. And it's been a pleasure to speak to both of you in regards to that. And I hope to see you both in a physical at some point yeah. soon. Because yes. <laughs> this is... This is mad. I don't even know. Yeah, this is, is this long, is... man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Clips. Thank you, Zena. It's been an absolute Thanks, pleasure. Yomi. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, thank you, bro. This is amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I've been your host, Yomi Shode, and I hope you've enjoyed today's deep dive into the lives of Black British poets and creatives. Big ups to audio producer Drew Hawley at the Lab Studios. If you want to find out more about Apples and Snakes, head over to www.applesandsnakes.org and follow Apples and Snakes on all social media channels. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, please, please, please subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.